0: Hey, this is Old Black Magic and the Millennial. I'm Brian Babylon, Old Black Magic.
1: And I'm Molly Adams, the Millennial. This is our Church Talk episode. We're asking a millennia old question Are Christians under attack? By
0: the Romans, the Philistines, or the liberal media?
1: Oh, is that your Rash Limbaugh impression?
0: Yes, it is, Molly.
1: We'll be talking about how church and state have never really been separate in this beautiful nation of ours.
0: And lastly, the hottest religious topic of all abortions in the animal kingdom.
1: Yes, I have a story about the time I witnessed a cat abortion.
0: Wow. So we have a great what would you do this week that actually has to do with cats, Molly. Would you take your cat across state lines to have a safe abortion? (laughs) You know I would. No, that's not it. But we do have a great what would you do that has to do with cats.
1: Oh, I'm so tuned into this podcast. I can't wait.
0: So, Molly, the question is, are Christians under attack?
1: I would say at the top of this segment, no.
0: Oh, you say no, but I say yes. But a certain type of Christian, the good old fashioned Hunky mainstream America white Christian. You
1: love the word hunky. I'm bringing hunky back.
0: I, I don't care what anyone says. And more than ever, we need the word hunky in the lexicon <laughs> of words.
1: I thought you were gonna say like the Syrian Christians were under attack.
0: No, no, no. We're well, they are literally under attack. But that's what doesn't count for. That doesn't count for me as an American.
1: We're talking about America. Yeah, America first. first. What okay. hits home for America. me,
0: American. White Christianity is being attacked, Molly. I can tell you why.
1: Okay, sell me on it.
0: My theory, and I've always said this, and it comes from liberals like you and the media, where you sort of give a white Christian a hard time, but every other religion is so fucking beautiful and huge.
1: Exotic. It's exotic. Exotic
0: and huge. And this, this goes because... They, you, you people, when I say you people, I mean white liberals. You notice, like black Christians don't feel attacked, or Latino Christians don't feel attacked. They feel attacked by the devil because he's always busy meddling. But they don't feel like they don't feel like the media is attacking them because they're almost well, exactly they're all they're glorified because there's actually tours in Harlem to take white people from Europe around to see black people go to church. So it's a beautiful thing.
1: As soon as you put a little brown or black on the Christianity,
0: it, it makes it much softer, and much more cute. But your good old-fashioned Nebraska Christian is gross to most people. It's it's footloose.
1: Okay, well let me tell you why. Do you think see what i no. do,
0: do, do you see the the footloose?
1: Oh, it's, oh, okay. Now you know what you're right. Fo- I've seen footloose. You're right.
0: Yeah, it's it's footloose evil. Like you can't. I can't dance. I want to be gay. I can't dance. Okay,
1: let me tell you why Christians are not under attack, because the majority of Christians in this country, first of all, are are lightly practicing. So I think we're talking about religious Christians are the people who feel the most persecuted. Right. And
0: when when you say that, Molly, what do you what do you mean? Like, are you going to church every Sunday?
1: Well, I think I will get even more specific and say that it is the religious right people who would probably identify as evangelical that feels under attack. Mm-hmm. And I think you made some salient points about that—that that there's a lot of derision for that religion in the mainstream media,
0: because the media doesn't fear a black preacher or a black man going to church or a Latino man going to church. It's like, oh wow, he needs well, that. Uh, yeah, but, a but, white, also- but a white man goes to church, you feel like, uh oh and then he's gonna probably try to colonize me.
1: But but here's the thing, here's the thing, like Latinos and Black people are under attack not for their religion. And I think you will actually see, if you look at voter blocks, I love going to those statistics, that there are Latinos who vote on the right or really just people who are religiously Christian and religiously Jewish vote on the right um, Mm -hmm. because of those values. But I don't think that those are the values that, if you're talking about people with multiple identities, are under attack for. Now, here's the thing about being under attack and what that means and why I say no, is that people are not committing hate crimes against churches. There has not been, like there were to synagogues, over 30 threatening letters sent to churches. Now, you can pull up various shootings at evangelical churches over the years, but they come nowhere. But all, the, all but, I those mean, things were personal. I, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know if they were necessarily personal. And I, I, it's like, you know, any crime like that is a horrible crime. But when you look at, when no, you do per, play those uh, oppression at Olympics, it's no, I'm way, saying personal, way worse. I'm saying personal. At those,
0: at those churches, where, at a white church, I found where it was a lot of shootings. It oh, it's was like someone coming
1: to kill their wife
0: come to kill their wife or someone had beef with the pastor or a deacon was fucking or, somebody or something. Or like how that. about
1: this a really famous church shooting was the shooting of dr george tiller one of the only abortion providers in the midwest mm-hmm. at the time that's a church mm-hmm. shooting and that was mm-hmm. done by somebody who identifies as evangelical so i just really feel like it's such a rhetorical thing and a lot of people i think a lot of religions sometimes but We all like to victimize ourselves. Everybody wants to feel oppressed. And I think that white people in particular, and I speak from experience, and I see this on both sides from liberals and conservatives right now. This has been a running theme of our show. But white people are searching for oppression. They're looking for an oppression. It's always this personal grievance instead of like a structural grievance. Unless they're talking about minimum wage and access to jobs. Yeah, that's
0: the real oppression, whitey. Focus.
1: Well, we have a bit of an expert, if you will, to talk about this.
0: What kind of expert, a Jesus expert?
1: Yeah, he's a professor of church growth and evangelism at the North Park University Seminary in Illinois. He's Professor Sungchan Chan Ra, and I'm gonna ask him, are Christians under attack?
2: Let's put it into perspective. Uh, are Christians under attack in the United States relative to other parts of the world No, of course not. Uh, We're not under physical attack. There's no danger that government is going to march in and prevent us from having our worship meetings. Um, Is there a danger that um, our religion will be forbidden as a Christian religion? Uh, No, those kinds of things aren't happening here in the United States. I think there is a sense or a feel by some in the Christian community that the public expression of Christianity and the freedom to express Christianity in the ways that Christians have gotten used to over several decades and and maybe even centuries, that that feels like that's being curtailed. And, And I think that that's maybe kind of this maybe false nostalgia that has developed in our society, that there once was a time when Christianity ruled the land and Christians were all over the place and Christians it's a, it's a mythology that i it just has no basis in history. We do a lot better as a Christian community if we don't play the role of king and certainly don't play the role of king maker but play the role of prophet when the king messes up the prophets come in and say according to the wisdom of God you can't act like this towards refugees. You can't act like this towards the alien and immigrant among us. You can't act like this to those who are uninsured. You can't act like those who are lives or threatened uh, by the government itself. That's the role of the church. That's what those who are driven by faith, uh, driven by a holy text, and called by God to these kind of higher authority, We're the ones that you stand on the outside of the political power and say to the political power, this is not the way things are supposed to be.
0: That makes me think like back when I, you know, cause technically I grew up Christian, but an offshoot of Christianity, which was Seventh Day Adventist, which is- The same
1: offshoot that Ben Carson is.
0: Yes, yes, family friend, the Ben Carson. Oh, and uh,
1: that's don't just drop little gems yeah, like I don't want to <laughs> go into that. I don't want to go into that.
0: But no, growing up, growing up, uh, we had a preacher, Pastor Simons, who was actually a friend of my mom, college friend, and he was super light skinned, Molly, like super light skinned, but identified as black.
1: <laughs> like light skinned enough to confuse a white person to be like. So are you? Are you like mixed?
0: Mexican? Yeah, like are you Mexican or something like that? And his hair yeah. was, you know, this is back in Afro days, but his hair didn't grow Afro; it just kind of just got poofy and long. And he had like a, a a goatee, mustache, beard combo. So to my little three to four year old eyes, and this goes off all the pamphlets and the Sabbath school lessons. That's what we called our little little things that we used to read about Jesus stories and stuff. White Jesus was everywhere in the church, right? They look just alike. So in my mind, like, oh man, our church is popping because like we got Jesus at our church. And then I asked my mom, I said, mom, like where does Jesus live? And it's like, you were talking to him, where does he live? He's like, when was I talking to him? Like when I was praying? Like, no, like when he was preaching. She's like, Brian, Pastor Jay is not Jesus. Pastor Jay. Yeah, his name is Jay, yeah.
1: He looked like like hippie Jesus.
0: He looked like he looked like cuz you know you know now they're like trying to make Jesus hot and modern. He looked like what modern sexy Jesus looks like in modern times. <laughs> like he cuz you know that white Jesus back in the day didn't look like he was like getting any tail in Damascus uh, this yeah. modern Jesus that they with muscles and like a you little, know,
1: yeah know, like he's, he does he
0: does yoga like he might bang well, a it's yoga. you know
1: it's it, it's the living Jesus which is a little less scary than the dying Jesus
0: yeah so this <laughs> Jesus like yeah man I do hot body yoga in Damascus
1: well, to get back to some of the serious things that that Professor Ra said was the evangelical influence on our government.
0: I have a question about the evangelicals, Molly. Yeah. Where are you now? Where are you at? All those WWJD bands, I want you to take them off and burn them. Because you're not acting very Jesus like when I don't hear you hating on Trump with this Muslim band or Muslim man.
1: Yeah, this is this has been a really crazy couple of weeks. I uh, maybe because I never am used to any politicians delivering on the promises that they say they're gonna make.
0: That's right, baby.
1: I know. That, I mean, that's that's right, and that's why it is frustrating. This has been voiced by so many people that people are like shocked by this because, in a way, it is exactly what he said he was. It was do. prophecy.
0: It was in prophecy. Oh
1: my god! It's amateur hour, is what it is. Yeah, this has been really frustrating to me. I think we've seen a lot of religious groups come out for other people. This like is still not enough for them.
0: Religious people came out on Harambe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Religious people always come out for the animals. Here's a thing that I want to ask you, Brian, because I've seen this question on social media, like specifically regarding the rush of protests at airports and, you know, the next round of marches and rallies that are getting started in these weeks. Is, and this is, I've seen this mostly from either like devil's advocate people or Trump supporters, but they're like, Who really started the hysteria here? Like, here are the actual parameters of the order. Like, it only lasts for 120 days and trying to, like, pick it all apart. And they're like, so tell me, like, who's being hysterical?
0: What do you mean hysterical?
1: Well, versus
0: what?
1: Well, they feel like the protesting is hysterical because it's this, you know, it's only temporary and it's only seven countries. And, you know, we've got to pause things to figure out why they're going on. But that's. Where to oh. me, I just don't understand why people don't question authority and motivations. Like there's already for Syrians like an over 20 step process. Why would you halt a program that's currently working and like eva- not just evaluate it while it's happening? It's just it's the amateur hour out of all of it, but then like the symbolism of it all.
0: Yeah, I first of all, and this is my old black wisdom for you millennials is how I this is Sorry, I'm trying yeah, to tell Sorry, I was you.
1: getting I was getting worked up.
0: You're getting work, millennial worked up. I'm gonna tell you, first of all, little lady, calm down. Put a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, this is this is this is where they're coming from. And this is what I said like a, a couple of weeks back on how people keep trying to call Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that. People like myself have seen and been treated this way for hundreds of years in America. So now that it's people acting like this shit is all brand new is a little fucking annoying. And now that you have a polarizing asshole character to put it on, you could do that. Technically, you could have done that. You could have protested a lot of shit that Barack Obama did. This is Brian. You could could have protested a lot of shit that Bill Clinton did.
1: I'm sorry. Can I just, can we reiterate that? Like Barack Obama deported more people under whatever, under his jurisdiction, more Mm -hmm. people were deported than any other president. And they were back. To South America, first of all, mostly. And like just the fact that people are acting like this has not been an ongoing issue,
0: too. Yeah. So, so now do you understand what I'm saying? So, why, even though, even though some Latino protesters were protesting Barack Obama, if you remember at his farewell speech in Chicago at McCormick Place, in the very beginning, there were some hecklers that started to like heckle him. Those were Latino activists who were saying, "You are a fraud. You deported more people in America, but you get all this praise." Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So, but to the see what I mean
1: about the whole religion thing, Brian. Like, Latinos are not being persecuted for being Christians or Catholics.
0: And I know I like I kind of,
1: but at the same time, now I kind of see what you mean. Are Christians under attack? But ain't nobody talking about this. People are silent. But it's like it's it's,
0: it's easy. It's easy to hate on Trump. I mean, he he makes himself so hateable where your knee jerk reaction is to fuck this nigga.
1: Yeah, because the whole plan (laughs) that's I don't know if my knee jerk reaction was phrased exactly like this, but the whole plan is so Stephen Bannon's greasy ham fisted.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, his his goon squad makes him hateable. I mean, his whole his the way his kids look. That wife, that daughter, his face. Everything makes you want to hate Donald Trump so it's easy to get people riled up on him.
1: And it's easy to get frustrated because the whole thing becomes so hypocritical because he really embraced the evangelical community that like this is a voting block and people sincerely, those people, sincerely believe that he's an evangelical and then this is not bothersome to you.
0: Let me just say this about this evangelical voting block. It is large. It is big, but it ain't that big, and it's dying as fast as white people and birth rates in Europe are. It goes back to the footloose model. Once you let people dance, they ain't going back to church. They want to <laughs> move. They want. They move. Want to go to the big city and watch Glee and do all that kind of stuff. They're not holding on to those core values that keep them lily white. It ain't like that no more. So they see that slipping. So they're trying to do this whole movement is one last gasp to save Leave it to Beaver to save Riverdale
1: moving to the big city and watching glee yeah. every every <laughs> mormon teen's dream yeah uh, to show some of the dwindling numbers of commitment to evangelism although uh you know mm-hmm. our government is still highly represented by people who are of that ilk or say to be of that ilk are the numbers of the March for Life, which you and I had wondered about last week, how they were gonna do. The March for Life is like that light, that, that march that was just popping in the 90s. Uh, you know, when you had all these teens showing up to protect the babies in Washington, like the height of the pro-life movement. And uh, I, you know, We don't want to quibble about numbers, even though numbers of crowds are very important in today's America. But what you can say definitively is that 1,800 buses registered for parking for the Women's March, the day after the inauguration, and 95 buses registered Mm -hmm. for parking at the March for Life last Friday.
0: That sounds like your basic day of school visiting to Smithsonian.
1: Yeah, but they're getting some interesting rebranding. You know, I think you're you're right. They've they've got the the young Pope out show out now, trying to make the church look cool. Mm-hmm. And I saw a kid carrying a sign that said like, "Racism is not pro life." Like he was he was kind of seemed like that young person who was like pro life for life because that's always the thing that you jab at at pro-life people. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't care about them once they're not fetuses.
0: When they Trayvon's, it's a problem. Yeah,
1: or even when they're just on welfare, it's a problem. That we have these, you know, Tea Party elected governors who want to be drug testing people to be on welfare, even though when they've instituted it in states, it catches like four people.
0: Are Tea Party people technically Always pro-life. It's hard to tell these days. I thought they were just about the money. I'm about you know, the money. I don't give about the old views. We're
1: we're all more nuanced than than we think, right? I, I don't know. I, I think I'm always I'm surprised by how many people sometimes are pro-life, but not pro-legislation.
0: I agree. And I've always said that we can't demonize or call people who don't believe in abortions just bad people. Because I know people who believe, don't believe in abortions, but they also believe in letting someone live their life and hoping they make the right decision. And people who believe in, don't believe in abortions will say, well, whatever decision you make, I'm going to be here for you, the individual.
1: Well, those people are intellectuals. And sadly, I just don't feel like we have a lot of intellectuals, people who are able to be like, hmm, yeah, that is a personal choice. That is a moral personal choice. So I'm going to leave it up to that person. And that's nothing that well, we need to be involved in. You know what I'm going to do? If I believe that we need to, like, make the world safe for new babies, I'm going to work on my other projects.
0: What's that other project?
1: Well, you know, your, like, adoption center or your uh, nutrition program.
0: I have a a theory, and I feel both sides are sort of full of shit. <laughs> as, I feel as you always that, feel. Yeah, that you're... Person who's anti abortion, your conservative person who's anti abortion is full of shit. But a lot of times, your liberal person who feels like they know what's best for people are full of shit too. People who are like animal rights freaks. Like, so you're, you could either be one of the other. Your liberal person who believes in abortions usually believes in animal rights, right?
1: I believe that everybody should have complete control over their reproduction. I trust people to make good decisions for themselves.
0: Right, and a lot of times, those people of that ilk, like you like to say, are animal freaks.
1: See, I'm not an animal freak, though. That's what I'm saying. We're like...
0: Well, I'm trying to talk about you, but your your average neighbor in Maine right now who drives a Subaru, who has all these animal rights stickers, they probably are a person who believes in uh, abortion rights.
1: People of all different stripes want to protect the innocent. I think you're right. There's there's a commonality in wanting to protect the innocent and in who you define as the innocent changes from person to person.
0: I feel the person who is all into animal rights and would be a person who, like the people who wanted Michael Vick to be murdered or killed, uh, people who hate Michael see,
1: Vick. See, that's just like...
0: He said, It's like, okay, Michael Vick admitted he did a, a crime.
1: Michael Vick served time!
0: Serve motherfucking time in jail, but you still have these animal rights people who are talking about like, you know, he's going to be the Atlanta Falcons will be in the Super Bowl this weekend and he wants to retire as a Falcon. But you have animal rights people who would never like that because of what he did to some.
1: Yeah, dogs. no. Well, there's also just like this country is a carceral country. We want people locked up and punished forever, whether we're liberal or
0: conservative. I think if he was a white man, he wouldn't be hearing us. But it's like secretly black hate, blah, blah, blah. This all started with a theory I have, Molly. Where I saw an old dog, he was like an old black lab, up in the years, obese, and I thought, hmm, does this old black dog still have? Because he had he had his balls too. I hadn't, I hadn't seen I had, I realized, and I realized I hadn't seen dog balls <laughs> in years since I was a little boy.
1: What? Does,
0: I haven't seen. I like haven't seen dog, dog balls. have? They I guess they were all they were all persecuted. And I realized, I was like, damn, those are dog balls, huh? That's a success story.
1: Baby. There's
0: like, I was like, wow.
1: I hate seeing dog balls because that means that you're an idiot who's not neutering your animal.
0: See? See? Here you go. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Isn't it the same thing? I'm also
1: a eugenicist.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a, to me, that sounds like puppy abortion. (laughs)
1: Or like yeah, you're not letting, yeah, it's, it's not, you're it's not, not letting re- puppies be it's born. not reproductive justice for that dog. See, I hate when people this is why I'm not an animal rights person. Like I hate when people compare animal rights and human rights and animal issues and human issues on any level. They're just not the
0: same so what what's worse? a puppy or a fucking stem cell? What would you rather cuddle up with? You, you know what? You can pour a bag of puppies on me <laughs> and I would love it and probably faint of just happiness. You pour a bag of stem cells on me, I'm gonna fuck you up. I don't even up. know where
1: that question's coming from or what that question's trying to illuminate. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to somehow talk about getting puppies poured all over you. No, they're just like, <laughs> they're just not the same. Can I, let me tell you this story about uh, the cat abortion that I witnessed.
0: And this is cat abortions. You hate for me to say this. It's different than feline AIDS.
1: Yeah, I, there, there is such a thing as feline AIDS. It works different than the human immunodeficiency virus. But uh,
0: do you get it? Do you get it from going to like the bathhouses or? Cats
1: something? do. Yeah, cats can pick up feline AIDS from they can. Pick, yeah, from like drinking out of the same bowls.
0: Oh, so people. Cats get AIDS the way humans are scared of getting AIDS from other gay people. Wow. Wow. Um, Okay. So,
1: you know, animal abortions are really, really common, like happening every day. There are millions of puppies and kitties who will never see this world
0: because... Are they? Are they? Are they like? They're like I can't afford these puppies, and they do Well, that, there are. Well, is your it, mom
1: used to breed dogs, dude. You know that. I don't know if she did that, but like. But
0: she wasn't. She wasn't aborting any of them. She was trying to like let everybody. Yeah, but, get but like, money. but if
1: her dog, if her some, if her beautiful Samoyed got like got it on with a lab or like some mutt in somebody's oh. yard.
0: Nigga, that's racist. As you fuck. don't want
1: your dog to go through a that's pregnancy. Racist. Those those puppies that's aren't like, worth anything.
0: That's like you telling your daughter she's got to get an abortion because she's like yes. a Mexican inside. But I told you, a you I don't like those. I don't like
1: those comparisons because it's different.
0: It's funny. I mean, though.
1: I don't like the whole breeding industry for dogs. But anyhow, I didn't see. I didn't see one of those elective animal abortions. I saw
0: one. Wait, but cats aren't getting bred,
1: No, no, no. So what happens is stray animals all over this country, when they're brought into shelters, they're examined to see if they're pregnant. Like, you know, if you have a no-kill shelter, right, if they're not going to just toss it right into the incinerator, they see if the animal's pregnant, and then uh, usually local veterinary clinics donate their time to perform um, medical procedures on these animals. And if one of the animals is pregnant, they will also perform an abortion. So my high school job was working in a vet clinic. I was mostly a receptionist, but you know, I'd wander around the clinic, I also had to take out the garbage and stuff. And they
0: What? Cat 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 embryos and shit? Yes.
1: Well, no, I didn't I didn't take out the medical waste, like just, you know, tissues and cat vomit that had been wiped up. But I walked out back oh. and they've got a cat on the on the uh, surgery table. I was always invited to watch things, and I was like, "What is this? Like, I'm looking at it. Like, what is going on here? And what she was doing? The the vet student. She was like, they were are each in their own little placenta, and she's like clipping the blood supply to each placenta and then like removing them from the mom. And the student was crying. She had, like, little tears in her eyes, and she was like, I know, I know it's, like, not that big of a deal, but they're just, oh, I just feel so bad. Like, these ones would have been born in, like, two weeks. Wait,
0: well, that's kind of big, nigga.
1: Yeah, they were a little big.
0: <laughs> that's kind of big. I mean, and I mean, and it
1: was. you're certain, Like, it was kind of well, sad. Well, see, that's,
0: that's different. That's
1: different. But at the same time, that's the they're, like, well, stray see, cats. That's, see, what's happening? And they no, would just hold be a on, cost right on the system.
0: Nope, right there is the the abortion, the pro life people's worst nightmare. That's what they think a real human abortion is, like two weeks out.
1: Yeah, that's not what it's like.
0: So you can't you can't do And those
1: that. cats weren't gonna be contributing to society.
0: First of all, fuck cats. <laughs> now if it was a puppy, it's a different thing. First of yeah. all. Yeah. I think everyone listening to this podcast But knows
1: the, the thing that's sad about it, um, and I think this is like where when you talk about abortion and abortion rights on like the spectrum of reproductive rights, if you want to talk about humans mm-hmm. and make these comparisons, you know, there were sterilization programs since the founding of this country for people deemed unfit to be parents. And those happened to people without them knowing it and that's why i think having reproductive choice is so important in this country because it's been taken away from people um in both respects mm-hmm. both being forced to carry a child having your ability to reproduce taken away from you
0: so from slavery from slavery to like to that you're saying people always trying to get in your uterus or uterus yes to get and in there.
1: it's so important that we just have the choice of what we want because if i can make the like one comparison i'll kind of Make is that now I haven't witnessed this, but I heard this that when this does happen to pregnant animals, they are very distressed, more distressed than usual. Apparently, now that's just observations. Okay,
0: what the first of all, what the fuck is cat distress? That's just regular. Well, they're cat already behavior.
1: <laughs> just like already flipping out. Anyhow, this is going yeah. into weird territory.
0: Okay, we'll we'll end it on cat talk. Okay. How about this? Here's a here's a feline. <laughs> what would you do?
1: What would you do? What would you do? That's our theme song.
0: You have a cat, so this might hit home, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have a cat, and your cat is up there in the years. So it's an old cat. Hasn't been feeling the best. And you're realizing, uh, I think my cat only might have a few days Ooh, left. I've imagined played out
1: this scenario. Because okay, as you can so, tell like, by now, if people don't know me, I'm not that sentimental about my cat. But I have a feeling I'm going to be sad when this starts happening.
0: Yeah, you start seeing it. Because she's um, so sweet lo- and I don't want her to be in pain. It's lost consciousness. Oh. Like you find you come, your, your cat's lost consciousness old, once or twice. Yeah, it's a
1: circle of life. But,
0: oh. Right. So, you know, like, all right. You come to one evening you realize like well i don't think my cat's gonna make it another 24 hours and you've already decided in your mind that you're gonna put it down yeah at the same time at the same time molly you're getting ready for the party of the century
1: uh
0: Uh, it it is a gala of galas and you are going to be the bell of the ball (laughs) you're going to be honored you're going to be honored to this party it's a big night for you it's black tie. Ooh. You've lost. You've lost some weight to get into this little, <laughs> this little pencil skirt. Well, luckily, I've been very dress. stressed
1: out about my cat's ill health the past two days.
0: Yeah, and then so you drop some. You got some, you, that cat stress. I'm looking kind of banging, to drop too. extra ten yeah. pounds. Yeah, like ooh, I'm skinny as fuck. Yes, <laughs> right off cat stress. Um, your friends are coming to pick you up in the car service and you're running late a little bit. And this this event is time sensitive. You have to get there the because non, they,
1: the non-specified car service.
0: Yeah, the car service that shan't be named, Okay. No, it's no, it's moving. You gotta move. It's the black it's the black Mover. moving. If, oh no, it's moving. This, this oh yeah. black okay. people yeah, got yeah, yeah, one. Got it. They're called moving. M-O-O-V-N. Moving. Groovin. Of course they had to have it black. So and you have to get there at a certain time because they're announcing your name with trumpets and all that. So it was a you know it's that kind of gala. Yeah,
1: I do. Like I do trombones. I don't do trumpets now. I do trombones.
0: No, this is not. You have no say over this. This is how they're bringing the okay. honorees into this gala. Like Molly Adams. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna be like the bell of the ball. All right, bell of the ball status. So you're putting on your eyelashes and all that shit, and you get a phone call. And hey guys, hey Molly, what's up? We're like pulling up the street. We'll call you in a second. You're like, okay, I'm almost ready. You hang up the phone, you turn around, your cat's dead. Laying there on the floor, dead. As fuck, I check that it's not right? just
1: another moment of slipping out of consciousness.
0: Yeah, you it's put dead. like you put your put i you, you put your iPhone up, you put yeah, your put your iPhones, no mist or no, no f- pulse steam I check or whatever. Pulse. Yeah pulse. You did a little lightweight cat mouth-to-mouth. Didn't bring it back. Cat's dead as fuck, right? The phone rings again. Like, all right, Molly, come on. We're downstairs. You have to come. We have to come now. Like, okay, okay. What do you do? Do you say, A, "Ah, girl, my cat just died. Let me put my cat in the garbage. I'll be right down. Do you, B, put like a little napkin or t-shirt over your cat go to the party and deal with it when you get back or c just you're so verklempt that you can't even fucking go like
1: (laughs) okay first of all clearly you've never had a pet you put it in the garbage
0: i told i did i I had to put my dog in the garbage (laughs) in the garbage I told you my dog BJ died. And when Harry came to help me, he was laughing because even came into the house. He came down and I'm yelling at my dead dog and my family, I'm like, man, if you wouldn't be running around so much, you might be alive and you wouldn't have choked and died. And Harry's like, dude, you were yelling at a dead dog. And like, okay. So we put we put the dog in a in a in a garbage bag.
1: Okay, well, okay, that's different. Putting an ant, I I don't like, you're not like throwing it in a garbage can.
0: Yeah, yeah, I put it in a garbage bag. And like
1: wait for the trash to come the next week.
0: No, I I drove him to the remote control airplane field and that's when I realized that people were doing gay things up there.
1: Okay, so let's get way back on track. Story for another day. I'll tell you what I would do. Okay. I would go... To the party, I would yeah. probably like I would put my cat in a like shoebox, you know. I'd like line it. I, I I don't know. Casket oh, my it? friends are right outside. I don't have time. Okay, yeah.
0: You don't have time for that. You guys yeah. you, you only have time for like a. Yeah. a towel over it.
1: It's assuming I don't have any other animals in the house that are gonna try to like eat it or something. I put towel over it. What animal eating could cat carcass. Probably a dog. Dogs are disgusting. Dogs
0: dogs have too much class. No for dogs that. are How disgusting.
1: Dare you. So I would I like cats are disgusting too. We're all disgusting. I would go to the party and then I would probably talk about my dead cat at the party.
0: At the event where you're the belle of the ball, yeah. you bring up, like, Molly, how honored are you to be at this? Well, everybody the would ball be event? like, Oh,
1: your eyes are shining. They're so big and shiny. You look so beautiful. Well, I've been crying. My
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. cuts that <died.
1: laughs> Yep. I'd be like, Well, you know, it's just, it's a tough night. I mean, it's not a big deal. She's just a cat, but she was just really special. And I mean, this night's really special, too. Yeah. But deal with it.
0: I say, Throw oh, that motherfucker in the. And you, it's not a dumpster, so it's you live on a fifth floor building, so there's like a garbage chute.
1: <laughs> you just want to throw things down. I mean, like maybe I would be taking any opportunity to throw something down the garbage chute if I had a five-story garbage chute. Oy. So
0: what if you? What if you? What if you put it down the garbage chute, and then as it was sliding down, you heard like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's. Oh, what would you do for next week?
0: Well, that's been another episode of Old Black Magic and the Millennial. I'm Brian Babylon.
1: I'm Molly Adams.
0: You can check us out at our website, Brian and brianandmollypodcast.com, where you can subscribe to this amazing podcast.
1: And you can also fill out our contact form. Tell us what you would do if your cat died before your second cotillion. And you can also suggest material for us to cover in upcoming shows. Big thanks to our producer, Danny Johnson.
0: Yeah. And next week, we're going to ask the question that America's asking. And I'm asking, what the fuck is Beyonce going to do at Coachella? Because I can't be paying $500 for some motherfucking tickets to see some girl who's pregnant with twins. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Heavy hitting.
0: (laughs) Heavy hitters. All right. Bye.